black and powerful, yes I am. Black and powerful, yes I am. Black and white world like Jefferson's. Black and white world, the rifleman. Black and white world, Batman. Black and white world, Pat Masterson. Black and white world, black and white world, black and powerful, yes I am. Hello world, I know I love me. I hope you hear me before you judge me. Hope you know me before you trust me and see my beauties before my uglies. I'm black and proud, just like Penny. Love is plenty and Welcome, welcome to the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And I have a wonderful, wonderful human in, on my show today. Um, a alumna of the distinguished Tuskegee University. And um, really, she she came um, came at me on Twitter, like live and direct. And it was it was beautiful. You know, it's, it's exactly what Twitter is made for, for, you know, random you know serendipitous moments of just you know people just linking the hell up happening and um and she came at me with a very very interesting topic that i felt like was right on time with times that we're living in and just everything it's right on time so i'm like i gotta gotta bring you on and i gotta put it out right now it has to happen ladies and gentlemen please welcome sydney jarman how you doing? How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now I do love. I love having you know new acquaintances, y'all. I love like meeting new people. You know what I'm saying? This is a a brand new acquaintance, a brand new. You know what I'm saying? Uh, networking. You know, notching the book in the billfold or whatever you want to call it. So I'm very excited about the things that she has going. Um, why don't you tell the people like exactly what do you do, um, and what you're you know kind of like. What was your whole mission to even connect with me with your own brand and everything with Her Modern Life? Yeah, so like you said, Her Modern Life is uh, my brand. It's a lifestyle brand. It's a blog um, and my digital diary, which just showcases my journey from being a young 20-something black in the United States college graduate and how I'm just navigating the culture and making my own rules. Um, and I'm super happy that I ran across you on Twitter because uh, we're we're in the same boat and we're really just out here trying to make it. And anytime I can connect with a brother or a sister who feels where I'm coming from, especially with you being an HBCU graduate as well, um, I think it's dope. And there's enough room out here for all of us to have several seats at the table and all of us to eat together and to make more opportunities for our younger sisters and brothers coming after us. So um, I'm ready. I'm ready for both of our brands to glow up, and if we can do it together, that'd be perfect. Girl, that's 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 all I love. I love that. You know, <laughs> it's some about. But I will say, I always say, you know, it's always some about. You know, when folks who, from HBCUs they got their understanding about each other. Like, look, yeah, we know. You know. know what I'm saying? When, it, it don't even take too much. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, yeah, I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Let's let's get, <laughs> let's build. Let's get something going. Let's get something going. And I believe, uh, so So for everyone who's listening, this is proof of the pudding that I do answer. You know what I'm saying? When you hit me up, I hit you back. And uh, I'm all about, you know, collabing. If you, if there's someone I've contacted before and you're like, well, you haven't had me on yet, trust. I haven't forgotten. And it's all, it's all literally just based off, of, you know, my own schedule and what I feel like should come out when, it needs to come out. Um, so trust me, you're on my list. 
So everyone who's listening to this, who has already been reached out to to uh, provide and you know contribute to this content, trust me, you will be contacted very very soon. But this, uh, you, I asked you, you know, you reaching out to me. What did you want to you know speak on? Did you want to just speak on your brand? What did, what topic did you want to speak on? And I really loved what you answered, like what you replied with, and that was essentially how our black men and women are gonna you know essentially be involved and interact and essentially have any type of parts within this new feminist resurgence that we're currently living in now and i thought it was like right on time it was literally like i feel like it was the day of international women's day when we would like exchange the emails so it was just like why not you know what i'm saying let's let's do that let's go ahead and talk about this because i got something to say you know what i'm saying i ain't really had no no like you know you know moments to say it but i feel like i got my my thoughts together and now i'm ready to speak but what what made you want to speak about that um just because i want people to be excited about the feminist movement i want people to understand it but i also want them to see it for what it is Mm. like don't sleep don't think just because you know people are marching and they're protesting that everything is all good Um, Black women historically have been marginalized and have been almost erased from the feminist movement. And it's about time that we say, hell nah, you know, like Mm -hmm. we've done the work for decades and decades. Black women have put in the work. We've put in the manpower. And it's not about getting our shine. It's about being treated equally and getting what's due to us as a culture. And, and I feel like that's what it's always about. You know, like, it's always about um, everything being equal. If you're putting in the same time, blood, sweat, and tears, you want to get the same results. You want to get the same, you want to feel the same coming out of this. You don't want to literally go from the march and, you know, feeling all the solidarity and got to go home to, you know, to, you know, piss in the hallway and, you know, a very, like, you know, impoverished situation. It's kind of like that don't even make sense. It just it, that should show you that should tell you something if you go into a march and a sister that you're speaking to and see sister that you're walking by you know has a whole different situation she's about to leave and go to y'all y'all go to the march as an event to you know be cute you know let's be supportive let's be sisters today y'all and then let's go to you know what i'm saying roof chris after fact you know go get some steak steak potatoes and whatnot you know it's kind of like uh, I don't know if we really getting it. I don't know if the message is really pushing through. Mm-hmm. But to jump right in, um, I feel like, you know, this is going to be a very good, you know, kind of, you know, male to female dynamic type of conversation. And I yeah. really want to jump uh, right into speaking on essentially why, especially black men, have a lot to say and have so many opinions when it comes to just the feminist movement, the womanist movement, in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. I personally believe, and even, even I still, I still, even, even me knowing this, I still am purging myself of these very like, uh, normalities within society. But I right. truly believe that in general, men hate women. And I know <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a hot, you know, that's a hot take to say, but it's, the, I guess the most, you know, to be blunt, 
I feel like that's exactly what it is. We, we, as soon as, you know, women stand up for themselves, do things that aren't for the male gaze or we don't benefit from, those are usually things that we immediately don't like. We immediately have an opinion of, you know, and feminism is seen as, for a lot of men, it's seen as, well, you, you guys don't need to be a part of this. This is not about you right now. It's actually, you know, the, the complete opposite energy. You know, it's actually celebrating, you know, femininity. It's celebrating, you know, all parts of just, you know, womanhood. And that none of that has anything to do with men. And I feel like because of that, we're immediately threatened by that. And I feel like we uh, immediately, you know, say little things like, you know, place stereotypes on, you know, on feminists, you know, saying they're all, they're all lesbian. They're all, you know, uh, no bra wearing, no arm, no, no shaving, angry, just, you know, just angry ass women. You know what I'm saying? And especially if you, especially if you're a black woman, it's even more stigmas that you got to deal with. And I've seen so many guys like will talk to women and then as soon as they can get that vibe, oh, you must be a feminist. Oh, okay, never mind. I see, I see exactly how you got to, because everything I'm going to say, you're going to just think I'm, you know, sexist and whatever, whatever. And I think we never actually um, sit our privilege to the side and like actually hear, like, listen, you know, tell yeah. me, tell me what you think. What do you think? I know that's a hot take, but do you agree with my, with my hot take? Men hate women. Yeah, um, and whether it's conscious or not, I mm -hmm. think that we've kind of been groomed to feel that way. Boys are taught, like, don't do that. That's feminine. That's girly. That's not how men carry themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want you being a little sissy. Like, that's how mm -hmm. our boys have been taught for so long that it's almost like when y'all get to be of dating age, when you get to be, um, you know, of the age of... Um, you know, being able to get out and explore and give sexual consent, that's all you've ever been taught. Mm -hmm. So that's all you're going to give out. So when you come in contact with a woman that's like, no, that's not how you speak to me. That's not how we're going to carry on. It's almost like, girl, what? Like, how? Like my mom used to let my dad tell me not to be a sissy. My mom mm -hmm. used to let my dad do this and that. And yeah. it's a generational yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, they've seen older women be complicit in it, so that's all that they expect from women. And it's almost like we come off abrasive to men who aren't used to women um, telling them how it is, how it's going to be, how it should be. So, yeah, if when you say that men hate women, I, I would have to agree with you. And not saying it as a whole because there are definitely exceptions. Of course. But in society, we're teaching our men that this is how they should act when it comes to women. And, and it's not okay. It's not okay at all. I, I agree. And I, I believe, you know, you said something when it comes to just the teaching. It starts at home. It starts so early because I feel like it's so cut and dry when you talk mm -hmm. about the way, just the definition of men. And I feel like I always think about a quote from a, a professor of mine back in, uh, back you know, back from school. And I remember it was like just a assembly in the forum. And it was all men there. He essentially said, you know, how many of you think you know, like, what a man is? Like, raise your hand. Everyone raised their hand in the room. Then he he asked everyone, what is that definition of man to you? Like, so people stood up and they said, the, you know, the, the typical, you know, the person who, you know, protect, the one who bring home the bacon and the one who's, you know, securing the household, man of the house, so on and so forth. And 
from and he's a philosophy he was a philosophy professor so he was mm-hmm. the his goal was just you know for us to really notice the semantics of what we were saying and just all about the meaning and he was like so if you're saying this is what being a man is you're essentially saying that's what a woman never will be right and i was like damn that's deep <laughs> as shit because he but and then he and then he came up with a follow-back question like how much how many of you have you know single mothers how many of you can say that your mom brought her on the bacon she was the head of the household she was just she was the protector she was the one who had to do all these things but from your definition she's a man but she's right. not you see what i'm saying so we we can't we can't sit here and say that these things are what define us you know right. because those those are just qualities and traits that people that anyone can possess those exactly. those things don't define your manhood your womanhood in any sort of fashion and it doesn't um actually uh bring weight to femininity or masculinity as well um i just i I always you know noticed that and i once i became aware of it i definitely became conscious of my own you know kind of insecurities and things like that and i suggest all men who are listening to this to be conscious of your own like think about you know when you say certain things and when you get checked several times about a certain way that you say something or a certain way that you carry yourself around women um it's something definitely to you know consider into your life bring that into your life and understand that's not them being uh critical or trying to change you it is problematic and it's kind of like if you don't want to deal with that then you might want to consider you know bringing some change into your life bro uh but i but i feel like you know a big the reason why I start with, you know, men hating women is because I feel like that is one thing we have to address and have to get over for us really to unite and become allies. Men to just essentially just become the best allies for women during this time. Because I feel like, you know, for a long time and it's long overdue for men to finally start understanding like women aren't in the same places that they were, you know, centuries ago, decades ago. They're in very, very similar places as men now. Their CEOs, their doctors, women have now at this point have done everything a man has done for for, for the most part. Uh-huh. Um, you know, besides being president and things like that, we still still a few things on the list. But the uh, it's definitely a different world that we live in. So uh-huh. I feel that you know we now have to start you know changing our consciousness, changing our paradigm as men to see. This, you know, see, this is an opportunity to, you know, build and unite and bring things together and and support. Not because, you know, not for any other reason other than this is a person that's worth supporting. Um, so I, I feel like there's a few hurdles when it comes to, you know, uniting. And one of the biggest things that I really want to know your opinion on it that happened during, you know, the Women's March and a few days ago with the International um, Day uh women's day and just a day without women's boycott was that there's all there's been this constant uh series of accusations of divisiveness towards you know women of color and specifically black women and i think you know i personally think that's a you know a a very interesting microaggression as well as you know just a really interesting reaction that's you know black women have something to say or black women have an opinion about you know kind of like how the movement is and 
just you know okay so we're really kind of coming at them on some like where have you been lately or why now right. want to know these questions still supporting still you know coming out and you know in the numbers that they coming out in and you know being a part and one of the best examples is from uh the women of the black caucus who all still went to work wearing their red but they wore them black flowers on them you know little business suits like you know hey i'm with y'all but you know sis you know what i'm saying acknowledging women of color with that type of gesture do what do you think about this notion of like decisive you know divisiveness when anytime black women have an opinion about the movement now mm-hmm. um so like i said earlier on the podcast everything has historical context mm-hmm. um so this goes back to black women being erased from the history of the movement and white women being complicit in that um erasing of the black voice so i think now that black women have said hey no that's not right that's not how we're going to continue to perpetuate this movement Mm -hmm. white women's response has been oh that was in the past we're moving forward now we're moving as one and i remember in our initial phone conversation i told you about a tweet i saw that said white women don't want equality for all women they want the same power as white men Mm -hmm. and i feel like so many people feel that way. Would there be a feminist movement if women, if white women always had the same power that white men did? Mm-hmm. And when I say that, think about it. When were white women able to vote versus when black women were able to vote? You know? Mm-hmm. And now that all of this is coming up, this ugly past of the feminist movement and things that people have tried to hide and push to the back and say, no, this isn't what our our movement looks like now. Black women are like, no, you're going to take responsibility for how this was built. And the only way that we can move forward together is that you admit your part for centuries and centuries. These wounds won't heal until we're all on the same page. And we won't be on the same page until people take responsibility for what happened. And I think people are seeing this as divisive because they don't want to fess up to it. They don't they don't want to say, you know what? Yeah, we did fuck up. White women did fuck up. We have a bad, you know, we're just as bad as white men. We have a bad checkered history when it comes to race relations within the feminist movement. And it, I get it. You know, I, I under it sucks, but I understand. No one likes to admit, yeah, I fucked up. And we're not saying that they did it personally, but that was your grandmother. Mm-hmm. That was your great aunt. Mm-hmm. That was your mom's best friend. And that's what motivates you, know? you too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so as soon as they can take, take the blame for what's happened, everyone will see that black women are not trying to be divisive, that we really are trying to progress forward. But you're not getting off the hook. Yeah, we want we want to make the same thing as men. Yeah, we don't want to be looked at differently because we have to take maternity, maternity leave or whatever comes along with being a woman. But we're not going to get to that until you take up for your shit as well. Mm. And I think, you know... Like, cause you, cause you speak on the past. I believe you know, it still, it still lingers around, still to this day. 
And that was, you know, a big reason why I had so many, you know, opinions um, when the Women's March happened. Like, I was like, oh, this is dope. This is dope. And then I started to, you know, uh, peep, you know, certain little things and certain little things people were saying. And from, you know, from my vantage point, because I'm, I'm, I'm black as hell. So I'm always, you know, listen to my sisters, you know, on their, on their reports of, like, what the experience was like. A lot of people who were who went to these things, they were telling me, you know, exactly what their experience was. And it wasn't as, you know, welcoming and, you know, filled with this, you know, very, to just this sense of togetherness and camaraderie within the movement. It's like, everybody still came together, represented, everyone essentially stayed with their own groups. And, um, and, and, and then also you still had people who came, brought their signs and, people had felt a way about a sign like felt a way about a message that they were trying to give off that should be given off like hey don't like you know don't forget y'all you know majority of y'all voted this man in you know let, let's not forget that up until you know very late in the game for the organization of the women's march that was when y'all finally started to you know bring women of color into the fold mm-hmm. to organize this march to for it to be where it became because when it first started it was just a you know group of white women trying to do yep. something right after election was real hyped up mad got a lot of you know attention around facebook and mm-hmm. they had to reach out because they noticed how you know the backlash they started to get as it started to grow and it started to be like oh you know it's looking like a whole lot of white women just trying to put together a quote-unquote women's march and also called it the million the million women's march which is kind of like come on now let's not let's not do that and so so it's kind of like i believe you know and like i said to you that when it comes to uniting especially you know i believe to remedy because i'm just all about solutions here at you know the simply king podcast um (laughs) and, and that is i feel like they have to it has to be some type of you know conference or some type of sit down kind of like a meeting of the minds, a think tank, whatever it is that public that's publicly put out and it's spoken on essentially where were you acknowledging where you were and in all honesty if that is I know for the past, you know, for all my life, for my mother's life, for whoever's life, you know, as as a white woman speaking from, you know, a white woman's perspective. <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't right. care. I'm here now because I'm seeing how it's affecting me as well as people that I know, um, people that I care about who just so happen are, you know, women of color. I'm now, I'm, I'm woke now. I get it now. I see that I need to do something because I just, I'm feeling that way. That's fine because I'm glad you got to that point, but you do have to address why, you know, you weren't there in the first place. Cause you, if you notice these things will happen, it's not the first time you've seen this. This is just, this was the kind of like the the worst thing that you've seen. This is, it's just been a a culmination of things to happen to finally make you kind of, you know, just just break the camel's back and do something and finally stand up and finally want to say something and finally want to, you know, galvanize the people around you. I believe responsibility has to be taken. It has to be spoken on because if that never happens, then this quote-unquote divisive you know accusations are going to continue to happen and we're going to still people going to still be kind of stuck in the mud about this and ain't no one ever really going to be able to move on it's just going to be 
all these like you know pseudo symbolic marches and and you know boycotts that really never get anywhere because there's this division as well and there's this tension and this just kind of strange aggression towards each other mm-hmm. but to keep it moving I, I i believe you know in general that we as a people need to get you know and this is for black women and all women just in uh in general because i've seen women do it to other women as well as we have this dismissiveness when it comes to certain ideals that we have in society um when black women you know say that you know have an opinion on certain things i've seen so many different times the the general reaction is just to be very dismissive of what they feel like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter I, I i spoke to you before and i used the example because i feel like it's one of the best ones that i've seen personally when i was doing my uh debunking uh jungle fever episode where i feature uh my lady uh miss lena brown uh we spoke on essentially the specific interracial dating of a black man and a white woman and mm-hmm. how that is a trend and how it's a very uh it's still to this day still kind of a seen as a taboo trend and ta- just a taboo thing that happens in society and just mm-hmm. and um and black women have always had an opinion about this that's always been very misunderstood that's always been seen as divisive yet again um seen as you're trying to shut down love some people try to you know low-key try like, try to call it jealousy so many right. different things and it took you know it took lena to explain to me you know exactly her stance on it to make everything make sense to me i didn't i never really you know cared too much never really had an opinion on it but once she said that it made it made sense to me that oh this is the problem we are dismissive to their opinion and what do you think about this nature of just being dismissive towards uh black women and how do you think that can be something to change like how how can we fight that that nature of dismissiveness that women do towards women and just everyone does towards women in general yeah um so first i want to say shout out to your girlfriend for Mm -hmm. having that conversation and being able to break it down to where you understood it to where you could go back and tell your homeboys like this is really how black women are out here feeling yeah um so i think it's like a two-part question first um is the whole thing about dismissing how black women feel Um, when you or when society, whoever, compares us to other women of color as well as white women. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, um, you can listen to song lyrics, you can read books, you can read theological papers that white women and women of color with fair skin are seen as prizes. If you look at the hierarchy, it's always been white women and then women of color with fair skin are below them. And then you have everyone else who falls into that category. And if you look at it, it's like black men growing up are within proximity to black women. Mm-hmm. That's who you grow up around. The women around you look like your mom, look like your aunt, look like your grandmother. But then when you grow up, you start making money, you become more affluent. Now you're around multicultural people. You're around Asian women more. You may have Muslim neighbors. You may have white neighbors. You work with, you know, Nordic-looking women. And now that's seen as you've made it. Mm -hmm. Because you're around these different women, you've made it. Mm -hmm. 
you bring one of these women back to the hood, that's your trophy. That's your prize. You don't have the same thing that everyone else has. You don't have to still be in that same neighborhood with everyone else. You've made it now. You have a white woman. And so the thing with interracial dating is that once you take it there, that's when it's no longer about love. Mm-hmm. You're comparing what you have, which is also um, making objectifying women, but that's, that's a whole different thing. But now you're saying... I'm better, my family is better because I've made it with a white woman and not a black woman. And that's what we have a problem with. We don't care. Go ahead. Get you a Becky, a Sue, a Sarah, whatever. If it's about love, then go for it. But if it's about trying to shit on black women because you feel like you you have a prize, you've won the trophy, then that you know that's where the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. Women being dismissive of women, that's the second part. Um, it's trash. It's, it's so trashy. And that's because there's a lack of empathy and sympathy. Just because your experience in womanhood is something doesn't mean that that's the uniform for every single woman. Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. all different. We all come from different environments. Our journey in being a woman is always different. And people say, oh, well, you didn't have any children, so you're less of a woman. Mm. You did have children, but you had a C-section. You're less of a woman. And it's like, no. Yeah. We're women. We identify as women. Don't dismiss my experience because yours was different. Mm. That's it, though. That's gems right there, y'all. Listen to that one. Again, <laughs> run that back. But that's that's real. I, I believe, I believe. you know, I, when I was just sitting there and I was thinking about this, I feel like those, you know, hurdles... Those are the things that need to be, you know, gotten rid of, gotten okay. over, you know, washed out, fleshed out. This is not an issue anymore because we've dealt with it and we've moved on and now we can grow. I believe, right. you know, you have to address your issues if you're going to ever, ever do anything else. And I feel like, you know, in these times that we're living in, you know, I feel like this is the best practice. We, we, we ain't got number time. We got a terrible, we got a terrible, you know, political administration. We have a very, we're living in a very interesting climate where we have access to things, but we still don't have access to certain things. We yep. can, you know, put out certain types of art and celebrate that, but also still in the same way feel slighted in ways, you know, and still feel oppressed in other ways. And it's crazy that that's the world that we live in, that we can have an Oprah. But we can still, you know, but we can still still have a Sandra Bland situation where, you know, where that with stories like that. And a lot of women who have dealt with things like that are swept on the rug and not seen as, you know, things that need to be lifted up. And um, and it's a very important thing. And I think, you know, it's a very interesting thing. And it's, it's something, you know, during this time that I always try to remind people of and be very cognizant of when I speak on, you know, just police brutality and the, and the violence that happens towards black bodies um, and say it just like that, you know, not just black men because it's so many stories that we still, that are still very hidden um, that happen to black women, you know, from, you know, not only just from being shot as well from, you know, these interactions, but also, you know, being raped, just being, you know, verbally and physically abused by the police or by some type of enforcement in some form of fashion. And um, right. I believe that's a, you know, and in a, and I feel like that's what motivated, you know, 
women to start, you know, the Black Lives Matter movements and for women to be leaders within those movements in various states and for women to be, you know, essentially, you know, the kind of change makers and have always been major change makers <coughs> throughout civil rights. It's something it's something to be said. And um and just when you look into the history, it's just like, damn, this is some real ass shit. And like conversations I've had with you know my my uh, most previous uh, female guest Alexa Hurd, who's a brilliant woman. She I feel like she she really ignited me to really start you know thinking even more about you know the, this just the contributions that women have and just you know looking extremely spreading them out, studying them, treating them you know treating the whole science of study around their ideals because the things they've done with the you know the pushback they've received is tremendous um but to keep it going um intersectionality is one thing that i uh one of the most interesting things i feel like i learned in a women's studies class that i took uh my senior year in school it opened my eyes up to an ideal that i never even fucking thought about and it showed me it really and you know i feel like to a lot of you know just the average joe man and it's like a conversational intersectionality will literally open your eyes up to to see the world in it's you know in it's so complex way you know to understand that people have layers people are you know living lives you know very in a very you know individual type of way and it really sculpted you know how i seen people's individual experience if because before i just grouped them all up together you know <laughs> It was yeah. all the same, you know what I'm saying? And it was black women is black women, you know, you are you, who are you, whatever, whatever, whatever. Women in actuality, it is something to separate. I think it's definitely helped me when it comes to just socializing and understanding perspectives of people. And um, and also expressing my own perspective. Uh, when people don't understand a certain thing that I do, or because I'm here living in Chicago, oh, well, y'all, you know, y'all just not Southern. Y'all don't get, y'all don't get little things like that. You know what I'm saying? That's... That's 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 we, we we might both still be black, but you you Midwest black, I'm you know Southern black, so it's a custom that you might just are not that fully familiar with, which is cool. Let's teach each other, and um, I believe intersectionality, this that ideal, is a very important thing to grow this movement, to grow understanding, and also to grow some 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 form of unification amongst black women, amongst uh various women of color and also uh two white women and men in general um mm -hmm. tell me what do you think the importance of intersectionality is for this movement well first i need i think we need to talk about the word itself mm -hmm. intersectionality everyone hey, you said me. you were first introduced to a year senior year in college and that was what like 15 yes Okay, so it's 2017 now. We're now two years later, and it's just becoming like a buzzword. Everyone wants to talk about intersectionality. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to tweet it. Everyone wants to plaster it on a t-shirt. You want to talk about being inclusive, but do you do you really? Mm -hmm. Are you just saying that because it sounds nice? It's more than three syllables, so you think it makes you sound smarter? Or, like, are you really about that life? Like, are you really checking for trans women to make sure they're okay? Mm -hmm. Are you really checking for disabled women to make sure they don't feel left out? Are you really checking for women who have to wear a hijab? Are you 
really trying to make sure that black women make as much as white women do before we try to reach for this almighty dollar that mm-hmm. men make. Like, are you really trying to be intersectional or you just talking about it because it sounds good right now? And that's what's wrong with a lot of things. Every Everything is a buzzword now. Everyone's a creative. Everyone is intersectional. It, you, you know, we're using these words, but we're not taking to the time to see, like, are we really about that life? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm labeling myself this, but am I practicing what I preach? So intersectionality and inclusiveness is it's what it sounds like. Women from every walk of life are included. Women from every section of the globe are included. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, whether you like it or not, this includes trans women. This includes um, disabled women. This includes gender non-binary women. You know, mm-hmm. it, it includes every race every walk of life and if you don't want to accept that then you're not intersectional that's mm-hmm. not being intersectional and you're part of the problem mm-hmm. any person who identifies as a woman should have the rights the privileges and the joy that comes with womanhood and if you want to have a movement to say women are these great almighty beings but you're leaving out an entire section of people who identify as women like, are you helping or are you hurting? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I think if we're going to use the I word and if, if we're really pushing that agenda, then we have to make sure that every single person who falls into that category is represented. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't... It, it's great that women who are a part of the the women's march it's great that they have an arabian woman they have a black woman they have a white woman but are all those women heterosexual are there any homosexuals in that group is there anyone who comes from a one-parent home like what what are the economics looking like you know are there any poor women in this group you know so it's great that we're looking at race now and saying oh no we don't care what color you are. Come join the movement. But what about women who can't bear children? You know? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what about those other women? That's what intersectionality is about. Mm. Sydney Jarman, ladies and gentlemen, giving y'all gems. Hope y'all <laughs> listening. And, and, and I, I, I agree. I totally, totally agree. Um, I believe it's a very major thing. And it opened my eyes a lot just when it comes to just, you know, being because I, I i'm pushing for everyone to have this mindset of you know allowing diversity and inclusion to be a very natural thing we do it's, it's it shouldn't be intentional all the time it shouldn't be oh let's make sure let's make sure we do this no it should be so ingrained within you know society and within our minds and just within the paradigm of just you know socialization that we do it naturally you know, people people come around and we like, hey, what's up? Who are you? Let's get to know each other. You know, let's let's you know, let's build. Let's let's really bring in and you know, and fellowship in any form of fashion wherever you are. Um, but to keep it moving, um, just uh, one of the biggest things that I feel is needed. One big thing that you, I feel like you uh, made a point to bring in, you know, not just, you know, how black women can be involved in this movement, but how men can be involved in this movement. And that, uh, and just to get on, you know, just to, you know, slowly step onto my soapbox, I believe that uh, 
men have to be, and especially black men right now. I'm talking to y'all, man. Like, listen to me real quick. Mm-hmm. We got to be the biggest cheerleaders for black women. And we must get out of our own way to be inspired by the women who are actually leading the culture in some form of fashion. We have to uh, acknowledge those things, praise them. And when I say praising them, I don't mean, you know, only from a sexual standpoint, because that doesn't that doesn't do anything. That doesn't do anything but anyone but yourself. Just, you know, just saying, you know, queen and your, you know, everyday language and uh, and like, you know, praising them as, you know, they're the most beautiful women in the world and all these little, you know, little things go past that point, you know, connect from, you know, from an emotional as well as a spiritual and just intellectual, you know, standpoint on that. You know, if you are within like the film profession and you're sitting here trying to say, you know, well, you know, I'm, you know, uh, some of my influences are this person, that person, this person, that person. If you're speaking, you know, only on the Spike Lees and the F. Gary Graves, and then someone comes at you like, oh, what about Ava DuVernay? Do you love her work? What about, you know, Issa Rae? Do you, have you watched their, her, their work? Because, you know, you're a young guy who, you know, is living now doing whatever material that you're doing and it seems similar to what they do oh uh um nah you know i I, you know they cool or whatever you know what i'm saying like let's let's not allow that to be something that you know we're blind to let's Mm -hmm. let's let's not ignore the successes of black women within the community because i feel like it's a very very vital thing um we shouldn't see um certain successes and certain milestones made by black women as you know oh well that's dope for y'all you know but we see you know things that happen to black men as things that you know for the this is for the culture you know we praise we praise you know what i'm saying we praise them for every single you know for every single thing chance the rapper donating all this money to you know chicago public schools we putting it out there we putting it out there we pushing it we retweeting it we sharing it we having conversations about it we writing about it we doing all these different things but if we hear but if we hear about you know uh, a young woman like i remember when uh when alton when alton sterling um uh murder essentially happened and Issa ray essentially created a gofundme for his son to, you know, that she raised a stupid amount of money, you know, it got some, you know, it got some looks, you know what I'm saying? It became a meme for a day, you know what I'm saying? You know, and it's like little things like that that happen that we allow to kind of just, you know, just be a little, oh, okay, that's what's up, and keep it moving. But we need to praise each other as heavy as possible and especially praise black women because they're the, right now they're winning in the culture. Let's go ahead and go ahead. Let's call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? Let's just call it what it is. When you're talking about the most educated demographic right as of right now from the number standpoint is is black women from a standpoint of the increasing amount of demographic to get these type of, you know, CEO and, you know, C-suite positions are a lot of them are black women. Uh, And just from the sake of, you know, just being inclusive being diverse 
having, you know, bringing a culture of inclusion and change and just being, you know, tastemakers and influencers, these are black women, you know? You're you talking about in, in any industry that you want to really throw at, it's probably, it, no matter who it is, it might be a, a man that's at the top of his game, it's this woman that's behind him pushing him to this place for him to be able to be at this height. The you know our most powerful, most influential artist as of right now is a black woman, and that I think I believe, and and her content right now is the blackest it's ever been. I feel like that is not a coincidence. That is not something that should be set to the side, and also that is not something we should hate on either. Men, you know, we don't, we shouldn't sit here and see Beyonce as you know, oh, was she, you know, I feel like we, when you know when Lemonade came out, it was very misconstrued. Mm -hmm. on you know oh she just you know bashing you know she essentially just you know saying you know she mad because you know she cheated because jay cheated or whatever 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 and i feel like the message was a lot was a lot about you know well you know if beyonce can get cheated on and take a man back you know mm -hmm. fuck with us and it's kind of like nah yeah. bruh this this this, this dude, we doing it again we making it about us you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying we can't always do that. Let's get out of let's get out of that mode because the thing about it is the reason why we're even in that state is because there's been moments where women have made things about men. They put us, you know, they put us in front of their own needs. And we need to, you know, check them on that. You know, when they making decisions based off of the, you know, the ideas of man, we need to be like, hey, I don't know who you doing this for because I ain't asked for that. You know? Let them know, like, look, I know this is a thing, this is a very, you know, a thing that you that is ingrained within society, but do stuff for you. Make choices for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't do nothing for the male gaze. Dress how you want to dress because you want to dress that way and so on and so forth. We have to put those ideals out we have to praise them in those types of ways and just be just be the cheerleaders we won't gotta be in the front we won't gotta be the ones you know leading the damn thing all the time allow them to speak and listen when they speak uh because we can't be those type of people because we literally can't be sitting here being black men saying we want you know equal rights we want this and that and the third but we're oppressing. We're the main oppressors of the black women around us. We're the main cause of their just demise and heartbreak and just any type of emotional turmoil. Let's change the statistic of black men being the leading cause of domestic violence for black women. Let's change those types of things. Let's obliterate that ideal. Let's protect them. Let's be better. And I'm climbing off my soapbox now and going into and going into, you know, kind of our conclusion. Uh tell me, I asked I asked Sydney y'all uh, to kind of like come up with, you know, three like kind of points that she feels like, you know, is needed for women to be more for women. And uh I I don't know them, y'all. And I'm ready to hear. Them. I don't know. Um I'm glad I I'm glad I don't. So it's gonna, you know, be a. I'm a, I'm a react the way y'all react. So please. I wish I could know. see him swinging these dreads every time he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> My hair long, girl. It be in the way sometimes. But uh, okay. um, 
But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, let me rewind a little bit. Um, I am a card-carrying member of the Beehive, so I have to put this out there. I want to give a major shout-out to Ingrid, who actually wrote my favorite song on the album, All Night. And a lot of people think she's, when Beyonce's singing, um, and she says, you know, if it wasn't me, would you still feel me, blah, blah, blah. And actually, Ingrid has done so many interviews where she's saying that 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 song is actually not about a relationship between men and women at all. It's actually about her career. Mm. Um, so I love what you said when um, the point that you were trying to make is like, men, stop thinking everything is about you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really, if you, now that you know what Ingrid is writing about, if you really go back and listen to that song, you're going to be like, damn, she, okay, she's talking about her career. Like, mm-hmm. I see that now. This isn't a relationship between a man or a woman. She's she's talking about making it in this industry and how the industry treats her. But, okay, whatever. Go Beehive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my three things that I, I just, if you don't do anything else this week coming up, the very first thing that I need every woman you know, listening to me right now to do is call your senators, call your representatives, call the people in your district and tell them that we see you. When you when you vote to defund Planned Parenthood, we see that. Um, when you vote not to extend maternity leave, we see that. When you vote to put taxes on menstrual pads and tampons like we see you like you're not slick we get it we see you and i'm taking that as a personal attack because that's what it is um men don't have uh taxes on shaving razors they don't have taxes on whatever the hell else men use i don't know y'all are so basic it's it's not much (laughs) but you know y'all don't have those taxes so why should you do that to women we are taking this as personal attacks and you're not getting away with it um senator your representative's information is public um you can google their names and literally their suite numbers pop up their telephone numbers all of that call 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 until you can't call anymore if they want to tell you they're busy you get the voicemail you leave a message you let your voice be known that's number one um second is support your local girl gang like i don't for so long we've been told like there can only be one woman to do this uh, we only have enough room for one black girl. You have to be the token. We can only do one. No, there's enough room for us all. And the thing about it is, if that one woman makes it to the top, she's looking out for the rest of us. We only we need her to go. We need her to make it so the rest of us can make it. And it's kind of like a hidden figures thing. Um, one of the women was, was supervising the other two. And she was asked, well, who do you know can handle these numbers? And she could have easily been a hater and been like, nobody, sorry. But she was like, no, that's my homegirl. Like, my homegirl can do this. She can kill Mm -hmm. it. She's the best. Mm -hmm. And that eventually led to all three of the women of, you know, who Hidden Figures is based on. It led to all of them being put on. And that's the mindset that we all need to have. Like, there's room for everybody to win. You just have to stop being stingy and recognize that. Yeah. so what I say, call, uh, call to action. Make sure you call your legislators. Um, make sure you support other women. And then my last one is definitely to learn sympathy. I hinted on this earlier. 
that um, women are so used to, well, this is what my experience being a woman has been. So if yours is even slightly different from that, then, you know, I kind of can't fuck with you because you're not what I see as the definition of a woman. Y'all, it's 2017. Like, it's not 1946 anymore. That Mm -hmm. it hasn't helped us this far. It's not going to help us anymore. Like, get over it. Put your, you know... We need to put our differences to the side and learn how to make it work. Um, black women are lit. Latina women are lit. Um, white women, y'all, okay, you know, you're kind of lit. But you have, you definitely have work to do. And the only way that we can do it is together. We have to learn sympathy for each other. We have to learn to feel our sister's pain and get this shit done. Like, that's, that's the only thing that's going to help us out we haven't been doing it centuries in the past and that's why in 2017 we're still making chump change compared to men um and that's why there's such a gender difference so yeah those are those are my three things call call your people call your lawmakers um community over competition and learn the art of sympathy Mm, i love it i love that i love these i love these um Mine, mine are not as uh, as glamorous, I would say, and I feel like I've touched on them a little bit because I just think, you know, that's that's the most, one of the most important parts of, you know, for this movement to go anywhere is for women to be for women, to do more for women and to put right. themselves and each other first. Um, uh-huh. But um, I do say, you know, you know, there's strength in numbers and there's definitely strength in that support, I believe. I see uh, women as the foundations of our society and foundations of our lives, and True. just you know, you know, goddesses walking on earth. So as men, we must support them. The three things that I came up with are as follows: sit your prejudice and privilege to the side, men. This is something I've already spoken on earlier within this episode. Um, think past yourself. Sit your privilege to the side when it comes to you know certain things that you that come become as a norm to you in life we have to be able to understand as men that we still have some type of privilege uh within this society because we are men because or we are perceived as just you know cis men so that that includes gay men as well um there's a certain you know privilege that we all all are allowed that is creates a very strange divide and a very skewed sense of the world because these privileges are usually unknown um be aware of those privileges ask questions learn something get out there and open your mind um your prejudices like if you literally just have some real true hate for women and i don't care if you don't even want to call it that you just got issues major issues on certain things when it comes to women that you just can't get over um, and can't deal with and can't talk through. I'ma need you to seriously, seriously have an intervention, sit yourself aside, do something else. We need to we need to get that out. Cause or or you need to sit yourself and be out the way entirely. Sit yourself to the side and allow other people to work and do not hold anyone back from this progress. But I ask for all men to be a part because I feel like this is just how we can get to a better place. And I want, once progress starts happening, folks starting to be like, hey, oh, you remember when you was, uh, 
Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. you know, since you're on the side, go ahead and stay on the side. Mm-hmm. Number two being check the men around you and or just change your circle entirely. It's, I've had conversations with friends of mine uh, about, you know, they told me about guys that they, you know, significant others hang around that they can't stand. They feel like they're pigs and just dogs. And they know their men aren't that way, but they see this these, you know, other men as their best friends and best acquaintances and love them because of the, you know, kind of misogyny that they uh that they kind of, you know, imbue. Uh we have to check each other on those things. Like we can't sit here and say we're men who care about women and respect women and we got a, you know, a brother who's, you know, really, really out here living very reckless and living right. a very truly, truly savage life. You know, I'm talking about being, you know, being very reckless when it comes to f- from a sexual aspect, being very reckless with people's emotions and just, you know, the emotions that are given to them. We got to check folks on that. You know what I'm saying? And I know you might be like, hey, that goes, that's going to seem like hating. But you know what? If you don't feel like doing it, change your circle entirely. Then you don't have to be around like minded people. Put yourself around men on the same way if you own then you ain't got to worry about having these types of discuss- kinds of discussions you don't got to check each other because everybody checking their damn self do yeah. that let's just be better and um lastly praise and protect uh we need to get like i said before you know we need to be the best cheerleaders and also we need to protect we need to get back into that you know realm of when things happen to black women when things happen to women in general we need to go to their aid we need to be ready to fucking box whoever you know has harmed them and treat them as the queens that they are because once we do that then trust if we if that if we make that a part of the culture if we make that a part of what we are now things like interracial dating are going to be nothing that's not going to be an opinion because black women are black women are treated as queens from the get-go so we stepping out it's like why should i care i mean already we already it's the culture for us to be treated and put up into a high place so if he decide not to get with us that's fine because i i they feel so fulfilled just from that being the way we are with them in any way that it doesn't matter if we step out it doesn't matter if we choose you know if we find love outside of our race because that doesn't because it, they've already we've already crossed our eyes and died our teeth but the thing about it in reality is we don't treat them the way they need to be treated. We don't, they aren't treated as queens from a cultural standpoint. It's always a case-by-case basis. And because of that, that is what creates this kind of, you know, opinion. We can't, they can't be the ones who have raised us, been there with us, and, you know, kept up with our shit for the majority of the time while we trying to come up. And then as soon as we get on, we come up with this, you know, this mindset of, you know, white is right. We can't be that way. We really can't. And that's just one example. Just we have to praise and we have to protect them. Um, y'all, we said a lot. And I love, I, I'm so glad you gave me your time. I'm so glad you reached out. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Uh, it's needed. And I think we're gonna keep doing, we're gonna keep having these conversations. I'm gonna keep, you know, when when I when I feel like I need to loop you in, I feel like you need you'll be the best person to speak on this back, I'm gonna bring you back. Sydney, we'll bring you back and we're going to work together and we're going to build and we're going to keep this going and keep this conversation really, really uh, pushing towards the people. Um, it's really, really important uh, that we stay within that frame of mind and that 
you know, women, men and women understand this is a movement that is a new movement, not a new movement, but an old movement that has gained this new resurgence, this new energy that needs to kind of, you know, be pushed. It needs to keep staying on. It needs to keep being a conversation piece. So I would love, I would like to thank you for your time. I'd like to no thank you for, for, you know, for reaching out, for seeing me as a person worthy of your time and your and, and your conversation. It is so lit to, you know, have these type of moments. Um, tell the people where they can follow you and where they can, you know, keep up with all the things that you do. Um, so I am Sid Darling, two D's, two G's on all of my social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, and you can follow my journey on hermodernlife.com. Mm. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard that? I'm going to put all that in the description below as well, just so you know. You can always have a nice little reference. Follow her. Support her. Get at her if you want to collab. Um, if you don't know, now you know. You can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available from SoundCloud to Google Play to the Stitcher Radio app to, uh, to the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead, click that app, open it up, subscribe it, follow, leave a comment, leave a review, and also don't forget to share it with friends. Let people know if you enjoyed this conversation. Don't be stingy. Give it to a friend, all right? Um, also, um, if you want to, you know, see catch up with any other little things I'm doing, uh, you can uh, check out my website, lifeisking.com. Follow me everywhere at kings underscore memoirs. And I just now, you know, created and I'm building uh, my following on my new uh, podcast Instagram, which is the Simply King Pod on Instagram. Um, definitely follow that. Shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Janice. Um, she just for being just for being dope. You know, that's that's my that's my day one um, homie from uh, CAU. Shout out to Janice Brewer. Um, when you listen to this, make sure you tweet this. Um, <laughs> shout out, shout out to my girl Lena Brown. Um, shout out to just all the women who've inspired me to, you know, to look at women differently in my present day life. That's really what I want to say. Just shout out to my mother. Shout out to my sister, my nieces, all that, because I feel that, you know, Pharrell said it best that millennials and black women are gonna be the leaders in, in this world in the next, you know, in the next two decades. And I'm trying to be on the right team, personally. Hello, and, um, you with the team. <laughs> and so, support, support, support. Thank you, shout out to Dan over there at Second Wind Collective, the uh, podcast network that I'm a part of. The website is now live. Check that out, go to the Simply King Pod if you wanna see that and support all other podcasts that are a part of that collective and all things going on. A lot of cool things happening. A lot of things in the works. Keep up with me. Got a lot of things coming for you. I'm gonna keep on this wave too of women, uh, of women-centric things. I'm on a wave right now, so keep tuning in. I'm gonna see y'all next week. Love y'all. I get exotic with the melodic tune. I get hypnotic with the moon, but you got to put me down soon. I flip a sideshow if you come my way. Up, down, and around, even sideways. I'm about as ready as the light can get. We can go all out. I ain't afraid of the sweat, but yet. I bet you got the techniques to freak a girl inside out. What's that all about? Can I have some of that? You got to put me on.
around. Word around town is your nine men strong. I wanna be put on in the worst way. Since the first day, I think it was the Thursday. You be that brother that I wanna sink my teeth in. Make me wanna ask, where the hell you been? I like the way you be with all that personality. But I got flavor too. You need to get with me. Yeah.